Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Yes, today is a jam-packed show as your, your boys are back. It's been a minute. It has been since Saturday, and it's been over a week since me and Brian have both been together. But for today, yeah. this is a jam-packed show. A lot has happened since me and you, uh, Brian, have been uh, have been on this show. A lot has happened, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff, especially when it comes to WWE, Monday Night Raw, as well as SmackDown. we got SummerSlam coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we're we're going to talk all about that on Saturday uh, when we talk Monday Night Raw and SmackDown with uh, with SummerSlam coming up. But for today, we still got a jam-packed show. We are talking NXT with Dominic Mysterio winning the North American Championship, um, as well as Blood and Guts um, from last night, AW Blood and Guts, as well as more of this uh, this new tandem, this new pairing that is MJF and Adam Cole, as well as AEW Collision as well that happened this past Saturday. We will talk all about that uh, today on this very podcast. So we're going to just jump straight into it. The very first thing that I do want to talk about um, in this show, and we're, and we're just going to jump straight into it, change things up a little bit here, and that is NXT. Um, and that is, of course, Dominic Mysterio, Winning this North American championship, you know, I'll, Brian, nothing really shocks me at this point. I don't know how you feel, but nothing really shocks me in regards to NXT and just the more confused that I get in regards to what this brand is and what it's trying to accomplish. Now, I get it when it comes to the Judgment Day you want the you want to promote these dudes as or and gals, Rhea Ripley as well as this dominant faction, right? I get it. You want to give them exposure to NXT, to NXT talents. You want to bring in a little bit of ratings, some cheap pops in the ratings. I, guys, I get all of that, right? But it really, it's really weird because I always go back to what Triple H, Paul Levesque said about this, about this brand, about NXT and how it's pretty much in relations. And again, this is Triple H's words, not mine you know, college to the pros, you know, major leagues to the minor leagues. You know, Brian, you made a great example about that last week. And it's just how much exposure can somebody get when a main roster talent, you know, not an NXT talent going to the main roster, right? Like a minor league would go to the major leagues, but an NX, but a, a main roster talent like Dominic Mysterio in a group, you know, the judgment day that is pretty well known as of right now on the main roster, coming to this brand and winning and winning titles, right? It's one thing to involve something with these talents, these NXT talents, but to be winning championships, man, that's just, I, I'm just, I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not with it. I, I'm not with it at all. It's because the thing is with the judgment day and I understand they've, they've been on, they've been having a lot of TV time and they've been getting a lot of, attention and they've been getting a lot of stock right there's been a lot of stock into the judgment day and that's totally fine but when it comes to when it comes to what this company is doing it feels like and I don't know how you feel about this Brian and I'm going to get your thoughts in just a second and talk a little bit a little bit more about this it just feels like there's a lot of overexposure 
right? It's they're really trying to feed the agenda down your throat about the judgment day. And it's not going to shock me because now you have Damian Priest holding onto a briefcase. You've got Dominic now holding this North American championship. You've got Finn Balor going after a world heavyweight championship. And now you have Rhea Ripley, of course, holding onto the women's world championship. And I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, this is most likely going to probably lead to all members of the judgment day holding on to titles or something, something, some type of prize in their hand, if that makes sense to everybody. Right. And, and I'm pretty sure that that's probably how they're going to, whether we like it or not, this is how it's probably going to turn to. And it wouldn't shock me that Finn Balor is probably, could probably win that world heavyweight championship at SummerSlam. And yes, I know we haven't you know covered Monday Night Raw, but yes, that match is official, a rematch. <laughs> yes, guys, another rematch uh, between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And the way that things are going with the Judgment Day, now that Dominic is now holding on to a title, don't be shocked, guys, if Finn Balor also wins that uh, wins that World Heavyweight Championship on, on, uh, on SummerSlam in just a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, look, I like the Judgment Day. We've always spoken very highly about this faction, and, and we still do, right? We still believe yeah, yeah. Like, every since every since they have started since they have started this whole shtick when edge was there and then edge was kind of kicked to the side storytelling wise and Finn Balor was added into this. Like everybody has just elevated one another and they have become a decent faction, not a great faction, but a decent faction where, where I'm sure a lot of majority of fans can get behind, but now it's just right now. Yes. They're holding on the titles. Yes. They're getting a lot of TV time. Yes. They're getting a lot of, you know, a lot of stock that is is going into them, but it's be, it's what they're involved in, right? I always talk about with wrestlers, it's like, like, do we really truly care about what they're involved in? Brian, you made a tremendous example last week, especially about Rhea Ripley. Like, what is Rhea Ripley doing right now? Especially with Raquel Rodriguez, as I assume that that's going to be a championship match at SummerSlam. That seems what it's what it's looking like. Yeah. Like, are we are we really invested to where we have to see Rhea Ripley and Raquel? Now that could that be special? Yeah, absolutely. If you put some stock and effort into it, and I'm going to talk more about that and how just how we're getting to the match is just very odd. But I'm going to save all of that uh, for Saturday when we do talk about uh, when we do talk about Monday Night Raw and some highlights that that happened there. But before I go more into uh, more into this whole situation, Brian, I'll have you start. Um, or have you give your thoughts about uh, all of this, your thoughts about Dominic Mysterio winning this North American championship? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've gone back and, and forth with this and I, I've, I've been thinking about it a little bit and got a, a little bit of a different perspective. Um, I, I wouldn't have had him winning the championship. No. Um, look, if it's an NXT championship, whether it's the world title, the, the North American title, the tag titles, Man, have an NXT superstar holding those titles so they can defend it on NXT, you know, whatever. Um, so that means I, I'm, I'm not opposed to Dom going back to NXT. It's just the winning of the title. And now what are you doing with Wesley? I, I mean, maybe Wesley's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that, that's cool. Right. Um, but here's my, my overall thing where I think it actually could work out. Uh, again, I, I wouldn't have had him winning the championship, but... I think this is where they're going with the Judgment Day because I, I think Finn is winning at Royal Rumble. Um, I think he's going to win, and then Damian has the money in the bank, 
right? So it's going to cause friction. Um, and it's up to them. I don't know how long they want to draw this out, but obviously I, I would say that's going to lead to a split in the judgment day, right? So if that's the case, which this is going to happen, you know, a month from now, Royal Rumble, right? Finn wins the title. Now he's the, the champion. Damien's got the money in the bank. Um, was Dom ever in NXT or did he just no. come up to the main run? Yeah, he was he, never he in debut, NXT. His, de- his first, his debut match, I believe, was actually on SummerSlam against Seth Rollins a couple okay. of years ago, I want to say. Uh, that was his first. And he, and he did very well. But still, we, we you know, we kind of gave it a pass because, you know, we still didn't know too much about, you know, about Dominic. And we wanted to see yeah. how he progresses in his character development. And, and, and until he until he joined the Judgment Day, he didn't really show much at all. And I'm going to talk right. more about Dominic Mysterio in this performance because I don't know if you saw the match, Brian. I mean, because and, and I can arguably say, like, this was probably one of Dominic's worst performances I've seen in a match. I mean, this yeah, dude legit. If you guys haven't seen the match, there was a there was a spot where, and of course, like I mean, guys, botches happen. I understand. I'm not going to hold Dominic too too much with this, but again, it's something I have to bring up. It's like he, I believe it was like he was trying to go for like a reverse power slam or overhead power slam, and he kind of just drops, like of course, accidentally drops Wesley on the back of his head. There was times where it was just, yeah, I mean, it was very, very sloppy at times. And it was just, yeah, man, it's just something with Dominic, man. But, but of course, you know, when he first started, you know, we wanted to see more of him and we gave him a chance because he is young. And now with the Judgment Day, he's been doing great stuff. And that's fine if you do want him to come to NXT or the, the Judgment Day, if they want to make like a surprise appearance and if you want to have them feud with an up and coming NXT talent that's going to de- that's going to debut on the main roster that's totally fine but them winning championships and them being mm-hmm. like the major focal point of your NXT show i'm just i'm just i'm not with it if that if that makes sense no but you're you're yeah, definitely yeah. right Brian in regards to that you know if they want to make like a surprise appearance like oh my god it's the judgment day like no, no one thought no one expected them to come here like they make like a surprise attack on freaking uh, on Wesley or or Carmelo Hayes since he was already he's already been on the main roster or whatever. If you want to right. do that, that's fine, and, and like make their presence felt where it does more. It does more for the NXT talents to where there's something involved to where fans can latch onto versus them just going them and just beating them. Because again, how much exposure are they getting if they're just fucking losing all the time, right? We said yeah. the same thing about Braun Breaker, how Seth Rollins, he comes over to to NXT to defend his World Heavyweight Championship against Braun Breaker. And I understand it didn't do too much harm to Braun. I'm not saying it it, it destroyed or buried him. I don't like using that word at all, buried, because that word yeah. is so overplayed in this freaking, uh, in this industry. But still, it's like you're you could be giving him better exposure. You could be giving these people better exposure to wrestling fans that don't watch NXT the same dude, man, this dude's on a winning streak. He's doing this and he's being involved with this and that with, with your main roster talent. Like I need to see more of this dude instead of just being like, Oh, like just go clap. Good match. Right? Like we could be doing better than that, man. Like it's just not doing really anything for them to just lose every single time they're facing a main roster talent again it's like lamar jackson if he were coming back from the nfl to win a freaking national championship 
with with the I University agree. of Louisville. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And he's beating yeah. all these college prospects. It just doesn't make sense, man. But yeah, Brian, yeah. continue, continue on your on your point with with all this. Yeah, so I'm just looking big picture here. Big picture, I, I think this actually might again. Dom being back down in NXT makes sense. Him winning the title right now, no. But like I said, I, I think within the next, you know, we'll see what happens after after uh, SummerSlam. But within the few months after that, I expect Judgment Day to break up. In which case, I don't mind Dom going back down to NXT because I, I do like he has talent. He's going to be somebody in this industry, but he needs more experience. And I'm, I'm okay with that. He's never been in NXT. Mm-hmm. So cool. Like, have him go back down to NXT, get him some more seasoning, experience, whatever. I'm fine with that. Um, because I, I think e- even with Dom's character, right? I mean, what was it, a year or two, two years ago, you know, he's been on the main roster. I mean, he's he's made... Huge strides. Is, is he there? Is he is he a, a seasoned vet? Has he found himself as a wrestler yet? No. But I think that's where NXT helps. Um, so that's where, like, big picture, I don't mind. I just, yeah, he doesn't need to win the title right now. Like, again, I don't, I don't know. Plant the seed, whatever. Have him, you know, going back down to, to NXT. I, I just don't like the fact of, if these main roster stars are winning NXT belts, man, don't have them come back, like, flip-flopping back and forth. They're on Raw. They're on SmackDown. They're on NXT. Like, where the fuck are these guys defending the titles, right? That's my only gripe about it. Um, like I said, big picture. I think Judgment Day is breaking up sooner rather than later, in which case, if everybody kind of goes their separate separate ways... I think a good place for Dom is to go back down to NXT to just get more more seasoning, more experience. That I don't mind. Um, it's just the title thing. Yeah, it, it just doesn't really make sense. But uh, we'll see, man. And, and and also what it does to Wes Lee. Like, I mean, again, unless you're bringing him up now. Uh, yeah, and, and that's and that's my and that's my problem. And that's right. my problem as well. Like, what is this doing for people like Wesley that's losing the right. title? And yeah. th- that's why I don't like it, Brian. I-, I don't like the fact that we're bringing these main roster talents in to beat these people for what? It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? I get that, you know, when it comes to the Judgment Day, if you want to have them every now and then make a little small surprise appearance on NXT, right, to, to, to maybe feud with a potential main roster talent or or an NXT talent that's going to debut on the main roster to where when they debut, guess what? There's something for them when they get there. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right. And and yep. with your take with Dominic, man, it's just, I understand what you're saying. I, I feel like if, if Dominic was going to be on NXT, I, and I said this even when he started, when I first said this dude, I'm like, I get it. He's a good wrestler. He's going to hang with some of the, some of the best in, in that, in that locker room. To me, he should have started in NXT, right? Right, because I, I think because yeah, yeah. I think now he's already found himself. The dude gets freaking booed. The dude's in a tremendous faction, and and and, and who knows? I mean, if you want to bring him back to NXT, I mean, because without the Judgment Day, it would feel a little bit weird to see, you know, where his direction is. So right, I, I can right. understand I can understand that, but I feel like he should have started in NXT, especially because. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But um, 
And and yeah, and you're probably right in regards to the Judgment Day. I mean, probably after SummerSlam, you're going to probably see those cracks once again forming within the Judgment Day once again. Yeah. Um, whether that's with Finn Balor winning the championship and then you want to like tease in some cash-ins with Damian Priest, you know, yep. so I, I guess if, if that's what you want to do or maybe Damian Priest does something similar to what he did at Money in the Bank, which is kind of distract freaking Finn Balor. I don't know. I don't know if how you can progress that because it's legit the exact same thing. You're just <laughs> right. telling the exact same story that you did at Money in the Bank. So and I don't know. I it's going to be weird. At Rumble. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, even back when, when Rollins won it, I didn't think he was going to hold on to it that long. Um, so mm-hmm. what, what's that? You know, now he, he'd have it like, what, three, four months? So, right. Yeah, I, I, and I that's the thing. So, yeah, it's been about what? It's been about three months since he's about three and a half months. And that's the thing yeah. with this also this World Heavyweight Championship. You know, people we talk about, you know, we always talk about this this title just being like a paper said championship, you know, because like it's a, like a replica championship because there's no prestigious because of the way that this company has right. formed this title. And it's going to yeah. feel weird. It's 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 hard to make this title prestigious when Seth Rollins he talks to, he makes all a big game talking about you know really making this world heavyweight championship prestigious and everything else where you're losing it in less than two in, in two to three months and and already three months you're you're freaking losing it so they again it's just when it comes to this company they're gonna have to really be careful on how they they play this out in regards to everybody in the judgment day and this world heavyweight ch- championship situation because Yes, you want to keep the Judgment Day feeling dominant, at least for the time being, and making their split meaningful. And they're going to have to continue. They're really going to have to up the ante right now. like Because I'll be honest with you, Brian, with with the Judgment Day, and I spoke about this about the Judgment Day even last week. I And and again, it's just been – it's what they're involved in. And, And we talked about Rhea Ripley earlier. We talked about with Damian Priest and we in and, and this Money in the Bank briefcase. Like they're really going to have to really work three to ten times more or harder and get more creative for us to really care, like really get yeah. invested with the judgment day, like we've gotten invested with the bloodline. I mean, if you want to have it to that same caliber, they're gonna have to do a lot more for I'm sure to get oh, people yeah. like me as well as you to really get captivated with it with everything. Yep. Because the way that things are going, it's just the vibe and the feel that I'm getting. It's just that it's just how epic is going to be the split or the turn or whatever going to be when it happens. Right. And it and it's just it, and it's just all about making the title prestigious as well, making sure that you know with with Seth Rollins and who knows with 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 Seth in this in this championship, who who freaking knows with this company, right? But as long as everything just just feels important, you know, and it's not just like they're going through the motions and like, all right, let, let's just get to this turn. Let's, let's not, you know, and let's just put all of our stock into the bloodline like we've been doing for the last several weeks and, and years. So, and, and that's, that's my thing. It, it's just, yeah, the judgment day, I want to get, I want to get into the judgment day, like legit, like fully invested and in, into what they're doing. And I like them and we all know the potential that they have. But at the end of the day, like how invested are we in to see the turn to where we always talk about this, Brian, like, is there a fear in missing out to see what the judgment day are going to do? 
right. then and that's that's that and that's that's my whole gripe about it. So to to kind of just end things here, and this is the only thing we'll talk about with NXT. Everything else, of course, you know, of course, uh, I, I've always mentioned a lot on this podcast with Tony D'Angelo. He was released from prison. Freaking two plus months, the dude was released from prison. They had a little bit of like of a family reunion segment where um, they sent one of the Gallagher brothers, um, uh, obviously your NXT uh, tag champions through a table. It was a big table spot in a brawl segment um, as obviously both t- Tony D'Angelo and Stax are going after those tag titles. You got the women's championship with uh, Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale from Chase University, um, as well as others. But mainly, of course, we wanted to really dive into this whole Judgment Day spiel. But yeah, man, at the end of the day, I'm just not a fan, Brian, of just these spots of where the of what the Judgment Day are in. You could be using this for your for your NXT talents because yeah. how much? Because again, how much TV time? Can you give the judgment day? And that's great that they're doing that. But how much is too much to where you're just overly exposing the judgment day and, and right. all of a sudden they're just holding on to these titles, including NXT titles to be like, all right, like this is this is kind of weird. You know, like, yeah. did we really need to have Dominic take a, an NXT championship just to prove a point that the judgment day or, or the or the top dogs in, in, in this company? Probably not. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, Brian, your, your final thoughts in regards to all that. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you mentioned, you know, Tiffany Stratton, um, D'Angelo. Yeah. All, all good, you know, little programs and storylines down there. Um, yeah, you're right about, about judgment day. If, you know, the bloodlines, you know, already falling apart here. Right. So your, your biggest faction within WWE as a whole is the judgment day. Um, yeah, if you're going to go this route with Finn winning the title and, you know, Priest holding the money in the bank, yeah, you, you got to really get them – you got to ramp it up a little bit. Um, and that and that includes yeah. Rhea, too. Um, again, and Rhea, we, we yeah. We haven't really seen Rhea in much of anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if, the, if this is going to be, at least for the next two, three, four months, like the faction in, in WWE, then, yeah, you, you need to start yeah. – um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, just, just whatever, you know, Finn and Damien kind of, yeah. But like, they need to be like roughly the top dogs on raw, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, mm-hmm. or in that. that and sphere, that's yeah. You know? And just to kind of close things up and like, and this is what I meant Brian too, about with Damien priest holding onto the briefcase, right? It's just how, how much invested are we going to be for a guy that, yes, is good, that has talent, that can do wonders for the company, but is not yet over with this crowd? Like, are we really that invested to see, man, Damian Priest is holding on to a briefcase? Like, I got to watch next week, the week after that? The answer is no. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and again, it's not, the, it's not Damian Priest's fault. It's just now he's holding on to a briefcase, and it's just like, eh. You know, but the the reaction you could have gotten with L.A. Knight, yeah, you know that would it could have been a completely different ball game, man. And Absolutely. I understand, like it can you can tell the story with Finn and Priest breaking up the Judgment Day again, and this is it just proves my it's just proving my point to where it just the briefcase just doesn't need to be involved. You can you can have the Judgment Day be dominant with without mm-hmm. these props. 
involved because that's what yeah. it that's that's what they just feel like. They just feel like it's a prop. The same way we I always say about the bloodline, how it's also weird that the title is involved. It feels nothing more than a prop because the 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 story within the bloodline is bigger than than the championship, right? And I right. and I feel the same way with the split of the Judgment Day to where. And maybe that's why they want to hold on to these titles, you know, and, and hold on to these, you know, the briefcase and the NXT championships to feel like, oh, hey, you know, the Judgment Day aren't, aren't going anywhere. They got all these titles and then to where they're going to lose those. Maybe they lose the titles or the briefcase. And now that's where the friction starts. But it's in yeah. such a short amount of time, you know, like why right. took the title off Wesley just to tell what a, a, a week or two of build in a with a story with the judgment day, it's just, it just doesn't make yeah. sense to me at all. So I, I just hope that with everybody that that makes sense and where we're coming from, it's not that we don't like the judgment day. It's not no, that I we're, like you know, lot. yeah, exactly. We all like the judgment day, man. But again, these are just things that we just, we just have to call out, you know, it's just because again, it's just something just doesn't fit right. It's even, you know, great for the judgment day, but when it comes to these NXT talents and when you're trying to make them, also feel as such by the time they get to the main roster, you know, it's just, you, you want them to build some type of momentum, right? I mean, Braun Breaker as well, like the Braun Breaker has lost a lot. And I mean a lot since, since he's yeah. lost that, 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 that NXT championship. Um, and that's where like, you've got to be careful with this stuff, man. Like Wesley losing the North American championship and like, in just a, on a random NXT show to, to, to Dominic, it's just, you know, and even like, even with stuff like Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, like they go to the main roster to face Shayna Baszler and, and, and freaking Ronda Rousey just for the titles to flip, not once, not twice, but three fucking times within the last month. It's just, yeah. and now they're nowhere, and now they're nowhere to be found. So that, so that's what I mean, man. If, if you're going to develop NXT, if that's what NXT is, then fucking develop them. Don't yeah. just feed them to your fucking main roster talent and them coming over to your said brand because people are going right. to be like, man, what the fuck is going on in, in the state of Florida with this, with this, with this developmental system they got going on. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. It, it's just really, really weird, man. But we'll, we'll talk more in regards to Monday night raw and, and all that stuff. And I'm sure um, you're going to see a lot more of the Judgment Day on Tuesday nights moving forward, especially Dominic Mysterio now since yeah. he's holding on to holding on to that said title. But we'll talk more about the Judgment Day, um, especially for, for Saturday's uh, episode, as well as leading up to SummerSlam, as there's going to be a lot of talk in regards to that. Um, we've talked about AW Collision and how, as of late, since it started, it has been very, very consistent. And, you know, and the matches and everything, the, the shows have been flowing very well. And this past Saturday has been no different, especially the start of the show, which was yeah. FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, as they legit got the entire first hour um, of that show, in which was a, a damn solid freaking uh, a, a tag title match which, between FTR as well as Bullet Club, Club Gold. wrestling, man. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just a really, really tremendous stuff from both, from, from both teams, uh, with FTR. I mean, we know how, how, uh, how, how solid FTR is. I mean, how many times, Brian, have we gone on, have we come onto this platform 
and we've stated about FTR being one of the best tag teams in this industry. So anything yeah. that they do in regards to putting on a classic freaking tag match, I mean, hell, they did it with freaking Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal freaking not yeah. too long ago. So, and you know, so, I mean, that just shows you how, how well FTR can pretty much just work with anybody. And that includes Bullet Club Gold. Now, and I, and, and I will say, I, I, I still have my, you know, my concerns and my thoughts, the fact that we've had to, the fact that Bullet Club Gold had to beat FTR or pin them the previous week just to get to this match. And it feels like there's a bunch of 50-50 booking going on. But outside of all of that, for what this match was for over, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't for like the first 20 minutes until the first fall was recorded. This was a two out of three falls match. Um, they record the first fall via Blade Runner from Jay White. FTR got the second fall uh, via the Shatter Machine. You know, they're fighting through the crowd. The freaking crowd is uh, pretty darn into it. I believe they were in Calgary, Alberta, Canada uh, this past yep. Saturday. Um, you know, they were locking, they were locking in sharpshooters, freaking doing suplexes and frog splashes off the top rope. So for what it was, man, it was, it was entertaining. Um, it, it was, it was entertaining for what it was. Now I always talk about, you know, matches being entertaining in the moment and this was no different. Um, and, and definitely at least the, for, for Juice Robinson, obviously we know we talk about Jay White and FTR, but for Juice Robinson, um, I think definitely people got, uh, it, they build more respect for Juice Robinson for people that don't really know too much about him. So, I mean, everybody did very well. I mean, I can't say enough about the match. I said it on the Facebook group as well as on, on our Instagram page of just, you know, praising everybody that was involved in this match. And yeah, guys, for a full hour, a full freaking hour. That's uh, is is what they got uh, for for collision. A full hour of this tag match. So, yeah. Look, no, no, no harm, no foul. Again, at the end of the day, Brian. This is and this is all I say in regards to you know these types of situations. As long as there's a direction for everybody, right? Then you can put on these types of matches. You can make it work. And as long as there's just a direction for Bullet Club Gold, and of course there is for FTR. And we're going to talk more about FTR. Uh, when it comes to AEW Dynamite and Blood and Guts, um, that yeah, man, that that's all I care about. You know, trust me, guys, I love great wrestling. You know, just because there's a bunch of flips and dives and everything else doesn't mean I'm not going to praise the shit. You know, and that doesn't it's mean just, it's it's the flips and dives doesn't make it great wrestling either. <laughs> abs, exactly, exactly, man. Yep. It's just it's all about you know how they deliver the spot and 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 everything else as a whole. You know. We'll praise great wrestling, man. They just they just got to give us a reason to freaking praise it at the end of the day. Yeah. So, but can't say enough about these two teams. Uh, tremendous start um, to the show. I mean, for the entire first hour, as, as, like I said, as they were given. And yeah, I mean, no, no, no harm, no foul. You know, and when it comes to collision, and I feel like they're just they're right on the cusp, man. They they just really have to. Mm -hmm. And I, and we talked about this, Brian, for weeks, and we're gonna keep on saying it about how. There needs to be a just there needs to be more FOMO, right? There's got to be there's got to be like a fear of missing out to saying, man, like, what you know, if you can get a storyline or two in these shows with these types of matches, then boom, you're freaking no pun intended. You're freaking golden. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so then that, that's that's all that's all they need, man. And, and, and that's what's going to bring collision to that 500 600,000 rating like we always talk about ratings on this show to to what their what their goal should be is to get back to around 800. To me like that's their goal. Just get back to 800 
try to develop some storylines that people can really gravitate towards as I believe as, uh, as we go into, uh, this blind eliminator tournament and that whole situation that is going to be on collision. So maybe that will help things, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll soon find out, but, uh, but yeah, Brian, I'm going to send this off to you, man, your, your thoughts on this tag match and everything else as a whole that, uh, that happened here with this two out of three falls with FTR and bullet club gold. Yeah, it was a fantastic match, man. Um, you know, going, I, I think the official time was like 58 minutes or, or some 58 minutes. Like yeah. Uh-huh. Um, listen, FTR, just me personally right now. And for the past number of years, they, them and the Usos, right? They're one A and one B it's, it's very, the slimmest of margins, but I'm going to, I'm going to put FTR over. Um, just because I, I think FTR right now in tag team wrestling and professional wrestling, they could have any type of match you want. It, it doesn't matter. A technical wrestling match, a brawl. Um, they can do some of the, maybe maybe a little bit more um, cash, but a, a little flippy divey stuff. You know, not much. That's not their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But they can have any type of match and... I think they are the epitome of of just wrestling and in ring psychology and working the crowd. It just in a, in a in a as perfect a package as you can get in wrestling right now. These two guys have it. Um, the match itself, man, um, Juice Robinson. Uh, you know, I've kind of been on the fence about him, kind of, you know, looking at him like, what is this guy? Who is this guy? This match, um, dude, I'm a fan. Uh, this match made me a fan of Juice Robinson. Um, it, it just, it's not anything in particular he did or this spot. It's just the whole 58 minutes, man. Um, God, they just... <laughs> I, I, I can't really, I don't have the exact words for it, man. It's just a tag team match like that, two out of three falls, working the crowd, slowing it down, speeding it up. It's just a master class, man, and they always do it. Um, so, yeah, kudos to them. Really great start to the to collision, I felt. Um, and and it, it, it highlighted, or maybe not highlighted, but at least for me, um really put juice Robinson, you know, in another, in another, an upper level, you know, he, he raised, raised the bar too for me. So yeah, yeah. I liked it. I mean, it, it was good, man. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, FTR is now is going to go into a, a tag title match. We'll, we'll get into that shortly, but, um, where Jay white and juice go from here, you know, that's yeah. again, give us something to seek our, our teeth into because, you know, Jay White did his thing. It, this match for me was really almost like a, I wouldn't say a coming out party for Juice Robinson, but I don't know, man. It just, it just, I'm a fan of his now. I'm going to be watching, watching what he does. So in, in that aspect, um, you know, I, I think, or I hope, I mean, that's, that's what you intend to do with any wrestling match, right? Right. Get a, get a person over, get a, a new superstar or somebody, you know, you might not know that well, you know, give them the highlight and, and, and put them over. And I think they did that. So yeah, it was good, man. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's in the good thing about some of these matches is the fact that 
you know, when it's done properly, of course, you know, some, you know, when it comes to AEW, you know, they just want to have, you know, a, a great match or a dream match just for the sake of having a dream match to where, right. you know, man, it's just, it doesn't really do, it doesn't really do too much for them, but at least for this, for what this was, and, and I, and it didn't do too much harm to Bullet Club Gold to where they freaking lost no. it because, when it comes to Bullet Club Gold, and, and and you're absolutely right, you know, get get us moving forward with them. Give us something for us to sink our teeth in with Bullet Club Gold, because I still yeah. feel like there's still a lot more that even Jay White. Now, I mean, not even just Juice sure. Robinson, but even Jay White, to where you want to give fans that don't know too much about Jay White, you know really something for fans to gravitate towards with Jay White. Cause I feel like they haven't really done that yet. Sure. They know he's a great wrestler. Obviously now they do <laughs> when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to this match from this past Saturday, yeah. but it, it's going to be interesting to see what they're, what they're involved in, especially as a mm -hmm. faction, right? That you, when it comes to a faction, like you don't want to just have a faction just to, what just to have a bunch of six man tags and eight man tags like you, I'm sorry you you can't you can't do that and, and yeah. that's what they've been kind of doing with Bullet Club Gold since they since they pretty much started and now I, and we say and we just said the same thing about the Judgment Day where you really have to work three ten times as hard now to be like okay you know you got fan you know fans obviously know your fan base knows that they're tremendous wrestlers they know they they know that they can hang. You know, now you have to give them, give them just that one storyline, right? And we said this about with L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight when he faced Bray Wyatt. You know, that was a storyline for L.A. Knight that really got fans into L.A. Knight. And, and L.A. Yeah. Knight is the guy that we all know is one of the most freaking most over talents in professional wrestling right now. And yeah. you have to now do that with people like Bullet Club Gold, as well as people like The Judgment Day and WWE, to where you give them a storyline, right? Of course, the match is going to be the match. If you if you put them in shit like this, they're going to deliver. We know that. But you get, but give something that fans, like you said, Brian, can sink their teeth into to be like, all right, now I'm into seeing what happens next week, the week after that. And and, yeah. and that way, the match that they have, the, the match that they will perform and they will deliver is that much more special in the moment. Um, right. And that's what they need. You know, that's what the Judgment Day needs. And that's what, you know, Jay White as well as Juice Robinson needs. Because I'm not going to say I'm a fan of Juice Robinson, nor I'm a fan of really of Jay White. I have tremendous respect for them, and I like them, and I know what their potential is. But I'm not going to go as far as to say I, I, I was a fan. I, I became a fan of them last night. But I gain expect well for Juice Robinson's sake, because again we don't know too much about the dude. Yeah. Um, definitely gained a lot of respect to where all right, this dude, this 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 dude can hang with with yep. with the best of them, right? But now there's got to be where okay, can this dude can this dude carry a storyline? You know, can this dude get people captivated week after week after week within a story? You know, that's what right. you have to figure out moving forward, and there has yeah. to be a direction. You know, for for Jay White, for Juice Robinson, as well as the Bullet Club, is or or the or Gun the Bullet Club, the Gun Club. There's so many clubs now. There's the Gun Club. There's the Bullet. There's so many clubs, Brian. I'm right, freaking like you know, but butchering my words here. But the Gun Club, right? You you you're, they're now involved in this thing. So you know you have to you have to make them feel special, man. You really and I'm not just saying in the ring. I'm talking just 
everything sure, about like when they yeah. come on your television screen, you're like, holy shit, man, it's the freaking, it's the bullet club gold, dude. Like we got to see what happens. Right. Yep. You know, we, we felt we've had, I'm Brian, I'm sure you had this feeling with people like the NWO with, I, I had the same feeling with the, with evolution. Right. I know, you know, evolution was just at least from my generation. And I can know, I can speak for a lot of fans in my age, one of maybe if not the best factions in the early 2000s, like ever. Oh, I mean, sure. that faction yeah. was just, it just had, you know, you had Ric Flair, who was like, you know, the older vet, like the wiser vet, like the, you know, and then you had Batista, you had freaking Randy Orton was the young and up and coming star. You had Batista was like the muscle of the group. And then you have Triple Triple H, the cerebral assassin. So it's like everything just fit with that. Yep. And you have to now find the same thing with Bullet Club Gold, as well as you have that with the Judgment Day. But now there has to be that mystique, if that makes sense. So before we get yeah. into a little bit of this, uh, this Owen Hart Cup tournament, and we won't, you know, we will we'll briefly discuss it because we do want to get into blood and guts, as well as MJF and Adam Cole uh, that happened last night on Dynamite. But Brian, your final thoughts in regards to all that? Yeah, you know, th th that is the thing. I mean, they, you know, an AEW has, um, you know, since its inception, kind of put more um, focus or prestige on the wrestling matches, right? Which is good and fine. Which and is good. That's step one. Right, step one, right. And, yeah, that's – I feel with AEW, that's, that's where they've been lacking you know, through, throughout their history is that's what I mean. Yeah. You, I mean, you can say, you know, I mean, Jericho and Mox and Omega and the young bucks and, you know, they were already established stars to different, differing levels. Right. Um, and now you have guys where like, I mean, there are some, you know, jungle boy, Guevara, Ricky Starks, you know, um, so now it's this new generation coming up, but yeah, they're, they're great wrestlers. What are you giving me character and storyline wise? Like that's, that's mm -hmm. what's going to give them longevity. That's what's yep. going to give them superstar status, exactly. not a bunch of five-star matches. So <laughs> yeah. Um, you got a lot of great talent there. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see the, the storytelling and character development is where AEW, I think, is lacking. And they they need to elevate that Cons consistently. And when, when I say consistently, meaning like, you know, we, we've seen these stars, you know, Ricky Starks or whoever, name name any star, right? Um, other than the Jerichos or Moxleys, you know, you, you'll see them one week in a, in a great, fantastic match or a, a pretty good promo or segment. And then, and then you don't see them for two, three weeks. And it, it just kills... All the yeah, momentum, their momentum every time, mm -hmm. and so exactly that's I think where AEW needs to step it up a little bit more, or, or figure it out, or fix that. Um, and yeah. once they do that, man, uh, if they do that, if they can do that to or close to the way WWE does it in some aspect, they can blow WWE out of the water. I think. Um, just with the talent there, but that's that's a thing. They they've never really gone that route, you know. So mm -hmm. I don't know. 